This week on Prepping 2.0. The conservative view inside Hollywood. Was it Kamala Harris saying that we're going to make the rest of the country like California? Mm -hmm. Everyone in California is like, uh, have you been to California? (laughs) When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0. I'm really excited about our show today, Mm -hmm. but even more exciting is I'm joined by my co-host on this show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. What's up? Thank you. Thank you, dear. Uh, We have a great show. We have... Uh, our guest is a conservative Hollywood actress, and you're saying, isn't that an oxymoron? That's is this even possible? Uh, yes, it is, and there's a fascinating story behind this, and also about blue states and leaving California, and you're going you're gonna to be very interested in this, and you may have seen her work, so you might be interested in that, too. So, before we dive into that, we have a few quick items. So, the top 100. Hey, Glenn, who wishes they had prepped? Uh, people in Bosnia and Texas. Yes, recently, you bet. <laughs> so we always like to go through the top 100 list of things to go fastest, quickest uh, in a collapse. It's on our webpage, prepping2-0.com, based upon the experience of Bosnians during the 1990s. And, and Texans last week. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. So number four, seasoned firewood. Yeah, you can imagine how important that is, but there's not a lot of it. And I know stories from Bosnia in which, and it happened in, in the siege of of uh, Leningrad and a bunch of other things. People were burning pianos, furniture, uh, furniture, all these things to stay warm. And it did happen in Texas. People are burning things that they did not have enough firewood during that incredible cold snap. Exactly. And we'll we'll put the accent on the word seasoned firewood because greenwood isn't going to get you very far. Well, lurkers come out of the shadows. What do we mean by that? There are a lot of good folks listening to us on the radio and they're listening to us on the regular show, you know, Podbean and 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 iTunes and all those things and they get the regular show, which is cool. We, we love, love having you. But there's more to this show than just the regular show. And so and today's going to be a great example of that. Today's going to be a great example. Uh, the after show I think is going to be pretty smoking. And so if you're a lurker and you don't understand about the after show and you're curious, if you have two bucks a month, and, and you probably do, um, consider becoming a Patreon, and then you get access to the after show and a bunch of other stuff that we're not going to go into right now. But that way, you won't have to be a lurker. And we have this thing going. It's a lot of fun. We do it for fun. If you are a lurker and you become a Patreon, send me an email at glentate123 at gmail.com and just put in the subject line lurker and uh, tell me that you were a lurker. And now you're not, and give me your mailing address, and we'll send you a sticker pack. We have all kinds of cool stuff, prepping 2.0 related stuff. People love the sticker packs, and I'll send it to you because I appreciate you coming out of the shadows. So thank you, Lurkers. Well, one other quick announcement, and that is PAM Radio. Yes, PAM Radio. What is that? Prepper Amateur Radio, electronic flashcards. Electronic. Electronic. They are not a physical laminated flashcard that comes to you um you you buy it you get the link you download it onto a thing on a device device. of whatever kind and you go through these and it teaches you the practical not the technical there are no equations and there's no math because if you if you guys know me equations and math don't work with me very well and so it's all the practical stuff that you as a prepper need to know it is not test prep for your um, FCC license. That's a separate thing. Go do that, blah, blah, blah. These have been incredibly helpful to a lot of people because, you know, it's like, oh, my goodness, radios and comms. Oh, that's complicated. I used to think so. I'm a a lawyer. I don't have any technical expertise. I sat down and I learned this, and I realized people were not doing something that they need to do, which is having at least handheld radios to talk to each other when the grid is down. And because they thought it was really hard, I've simplified it. And it's actually, strangely, actually kind of entertaining. I yeah. kind of surprised myself on that. So anyway, Pam Radio, PAM-radio.com, PAM-radio.com. And Shelby has a word for you. Yeah, real quick, because we could not do this show without our sponsors. So one of our great sponsors, I'm going to call out, call them out right on the spot here. Uh, Katie Armour, Katie's, uh, C-A-T-I, stands for Come and Take It. And I would add to that, 
come and get it while you can. Yeah. They deal in uh, body armor for the average Joe citizen, not the military. Not $7,000 nope. uh, body armor, which is cool, but I don't have $7,000 for that. It's one of those things where we know that there's there could be We've seen it already on the streets, unrest, and uh, body armor could be really handy. And there are inklings and rumblings in, uh, especially at the federal level, level, to ban such a thing. So come and take it, armor. Use the code GRANT at checkout. Again, you can go to our website, prepping2-0.com, under friends and affiliates. They're there. Use GRANT at checkout. Get 10% off. And again, come and take it. Might also mean come and get it while you can. Exactly. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Samira Armstrong has appeared in several movies and TV shows. I'll let her explain them because she explains it better. Uh, she has a great perspective on Hollywood, the collapse of California, and the future of the United States. And she answers Patreon's questions in the after show. Another advantage of being a Patreon is that you get to ask our guests questions for the after show and they answer them. So with all that, welcome Samira. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. You know, it's a little bit unconventional, I think, for a prepping show and, and, and prepping audience. They want to learn about, you know, things and preparedness and all that. And a Hollywood actress. Now, how does this fit into all this? Um, we're going to answer that question in the next hour and plus the after show. But I want to I want to just acknowledge to the audience that this may seem like an odd topic. But when you hear um, what she has to say and her experiences, you will say, I get it now. So let's uh, let's start off. One of the things people want to know always, I'm sure you run into this, is hey, what movies or shows or something have you been in that they may have seen? So what are some movies or shows that you've been in? Sure. And and just, just to clarify, I, and it's totally cool. I don't want to make you feel bad, but it is Samira. Oh, Samira. Oh, very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so I, I guess I started in Los Angeles when I was 18. I, you know, I, I've done shows from x-files back in the day to my big hit was the oc an entourage and i like a scary movie called stay alive i've been on a show called mentalist for a season and a lot of television um i'm sure at some point you know whether it be the entourage crowd or the actually now that i'm thinking about who your crowd is maybe you haven't seen anything that (laughs) maybe your children have or uh girlfriends or who knows i don't have you you've never seen anything i've done right actually the one time well more than one time that we have seen you is on newsmax you've been a contributor there you go Yeah. yeah newsmax you might know me from newsmax but it's interesting i know it does seem like a big stretch to have an actress on but you know my family's background is actually in, in somewhat linked to survival and prepping um and that then you know who may, who knows maybe that sort of set me out on the trajectory to end up on on your talk show <laughs> um um but yeah so that's that's where I, I came from um and uh now i'm i'm i've i've recently left los angeles Yay. because yeah, it was. I mean, and you and you know, I had spoke to you what was it three weeks ago or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I was. Uh, it was a last minute decision um, for many reasons, but I'm back in Arizona and back where my family uh, family is to survive, as it were. Oh, very and cool. We'll, uh, well, I think we'll tease that out a little bit more. But one question I think a lot of our audience has right up front is. Are there any preppers, any preparedness-minded people in Hollywood? I think this answer may surprise folks. Uh, I mean, not in my immediate mm-hmm. crowd. Hmm. Um, I, I was definitely amongst the in, in amongst my crowd. I was the only one who was, you know, always had a knife with me, always had mm-hmm. uh, water with me, or always, you know, so I had, sort of had this like two steps ahead sort of mentality um be, because again that's how i was raised but um i i don't you know i, I couldn't answer that okay. I, not that i know of okay. i don't know Very if that good. would surprise anyone actually but not not within my circle okay well very good so one of the things that i think many of us have seen recently more than anything in the headlines is kind of well just censorship in hollywood um not being able to have creative licenses or um actors and probably more specific to you actors and or actresses not being able to just 
share their opinion, specifically if it's a conservative opinion. What are your, you know, describe that and what has your experience been? Yeah, so I mean, I've been experiencing that for, I'm 40 now, so over two decades. And um, it was very clear when I moved out there in the 90s that, um, or the late 90s, uh, that there, it was, uh, it was a liberal city. And uh, George Bush became president and um, everyone started crying, literally crying. Of course, <laughs> I was in a yoga class. So yeah. that, you know, that's the type of people I was around. Um, and, and there were moments where I tried to express my my values within, you know, my platform at the time that I had. And um, I, I went as far as to sort of start advocating for the Second Amendment because everyone was so scared of guns, yet they use them in all their films and use <laughs> them um, for protection once when they hired someone to protect them. But, you know, no one else was allowed to have them. So I, I'd put out statements here and there i did an article saying gun control who's who's in control and it was just vague enough to present the question and not so much the um Hmm. you know my my perspective if you came out full-on saying you know these are these are the things that i believe in and and it being conservative or american values as it were you would not be celebrated you would not get very far but that became more and more extreme as the last in the last, you know, I don't know, eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and I wouldn't, I never quantified myself as a conservative. I, I had conservative uh, ideas in ter- terms of like, you know, very, our family is very much like the government should be, should be involved in individuals' lives for the most part. Like their job is to like take care of us as a country against other, other countries, like get out of our business. You know, that was pretty right. much the extent of it. Um, but it was when Obama came around and, and um, I really started feeling what I felt, you know, what I believed was right and wrong and how intrinsically different that was from the uh, people that I was around and that I had to be just completely quiet about it. So, wow. So in in that sense, you felt censored. Like, do you like, let me take it one step further. Do you feel like you had to kind of self-censor yourself? So that you didn't, oh, you know, lose your job. Absolutely, yeah, Abs- absolutely, absolutely, and especially like, it, um, you know, when Trump came into office, and then people were crying for safe spaces, and everyone is a racist, and and even in within the industry, there was this big. I don't know if you remember Hollywood so white hashtag Hollywood Oscars so white. That's yeah. what. Um, and so there's this big push for quote unquote diversity, which was long overdue, but it went so far to um, go the opposite direction. So there, there was a, many white people, whether it be uh, producers, directors, writers, actors, they were all um, getting, you know, less and less opportunities for jobs because of blatant, blatantly put because they were not diverse enough. Hmm. So even that, that wasn't something you that you could speak up and say, hey, it's great that we're doing this. This it is too white. It is not diverse. I remember when I first came to Los Angeles, they told me I was too tan. They wanted me to be whiter. I'm I'm <laughs> fairly white. You know, it happened to be summer, but you know, so obviously there there was much room for improvement, but the conversation was not allowed to be had. Like, hey, do we do we want to balance this? Do we want to be authentic in this development or do we just want to jam something in here, which is obviously what far more what they were interested in doing. So, yes, yeah, so that was the first sort of thing that I, I kept saying, you know, my 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 uh, agents and managers, they would say, oh, I, it, it's because you're white. But, you know, don't say anything because you'll never work again. And that, that was the first of it. But, you know, it, it didn't really hurt me from getting jobs. I just it just you know, it became the new way. And, um, but really what upset me was I voted for Trump and I was really excited about him and what he had done and the ridiculous things that came out in the media about him, or even, you know, when I did vote, I did it anonymously. Like nobody, I had one friend who knew that I did it. And once this year, uh, sorry, September of last year, uh, 2020, um, once I did come out as a conservative and having had voted for 
President Trump, um, I lost every, nearly every single friend. It, certainly every, all but one friend who was a liberal. A- every other friend who was a liberal just cut me off. Hmm. So tolerant. Right, 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 right. Yeah. We know a lot of our our listeners have heard about the uh, Gina Carano situation. She's an actress Mm -hmm. who is on The Mandalorian. She Mm -hmm. put up a tweet um, that was talking about uh, the thought police and all the censorship. And she was instantly fired. And I think maybe they're taking back some of her shows or, or something like that. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on the Gina Carano situation? I'm I'm so incredibly grateful that she, whether she did it intentionally or accidentally, or I watched her Ben Shapiro interview and, and she kept saying, it, it, it appeared in the interview like, well, I didn't really know that was going to be the reaction, <laughs> you know? So what, what, whatever, whatever her intention was, I'm so grateful for her to have made that step forward. Um, when I came out, I came out all guns blasting because um, I was really concerned about what was happening to our country. And I think in a lot of ways that may have turned quite a number of people off. But the difference, I think, between what Gina or say like James Woods or uh, Christy Alley or myself or, or you know any of the other uh, actors that have come out as conservatives that she did it while on a mainstream big show. Hmm. And, and so, you know, while I had projects going on, I, it wasn't like I was on the OC and speaking out for conservative American values. She did it in the thick of it intentionally or accidentally or whatever it was. So she's making a huge break in tradition for, um, for for the rest of us, because there are more of us. Now, I've heard from a few conservative actors here and there. As I got a little bit more vocal about speaking out, um, you know, for, I don't know, reality or sanity <laughs> or you know, conservatism, um, they sort of stepped back a, a bit because I think I began to challenge a lot of actors like, why aren't you speaking up? This needs to be normalized because I'm not trying to convert anyone into conservatism, but if we pretend like it doesn't exist, everyone who is conservative openly will be ostracized and it'll be used as leverage to quote unquote cancel people. The more people that there are speaking out, like not even, you know, aggressively, just like, Hey, yeah, I am too. Shut up. You know, <laughs> that's, that's going to be a big change. And, and I think one with Gina Carano is what I'm so excited about with Ben Shapiro is like, as she, soon as she spoke out and got canceled publicly in such a drastic way like that, Someone else swept in with the idea of, okay, hey, we're done with this cancel culture BS. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're not only, you know, not only are you going to have your own show, you're going to produce it too. And we're going to give you a platform to carry your message. And that's, that's what needs to be shown, right? We need to support the people who speak out. We need to develop our own platforms for media. I'm so sick of what's on television. I, I feel bad for my for my son for what's on television uh, it, it's such a limited scope of messaging these days and even the mandalorian has got this like sort of cowboy-esque you know throwback but then at the heart of it you're like well i know that what i know what happened you know behind the scenes of <laughs> right. this project and i don't want to watch that i don't want to give my money to disney who works with china who has people in you know containment camps like no you know it, it becomes very um challenging because even if I am continuing to work in Hollywood, like who are the people I'm working for? Um, and do I, do I share the same values? Do I, I don't, I don't support Disney plus and what, and their, Mm -hmm. and their relationship with China. I just don't, you know, and I don't want to be put in a position where I have to either eat, um, and sacrifice my values or, or, or not. Um, so that the fact that Ben Shapiro is creating a new platform, as, as well as others, is so important to all of us. Absolutely. And I, I, and I think, too, you know, I don't think Gina Carano or even Ben Shapiro, for that matter, is looking to make, quote, unquote, conservative content. They just want to make content that's valuable. 
you know, to America, to our society, to our culture. Let me, and I'm going to jump in here because I have an extra question to that that, that'll help. But I want to give a quick shout out to another one of our awesome sponsors, EMP Shield. They have created a device that when you plug your device into it, it protects it from an EMP or a coronal mass ejection. Yes. Shelby killed it on that one. She's been working on the acronym. I have. Mm -hmm. So folks, go over to our website, uh, use, uh, click through, and you know, you click on their image, click through, use the term prepping to. 2.0 at checkout and you get 50 buckaroonies off mm. each device that you order. So you bring up a good point, Samira, that we wanted to ask about too. Um, Dan Bongino has been talking about this. Ben Shapiro definitely has started the process and talks specifically Dan Bongino talks about a parallel eco- um, economy and social media system for conservatives. And I'm going to stop right there. And it may not necessarily always be for conservatives, but just this separate platform where people can have, I don't know, free speech, mm-hmm. right? Where they're not constrained by such uh, limiting, you know, they can be on a show like we were just talking about Gina, have an opinion and not risk losing her job. So what are your thoughts on that? I, this like is a, interesting. A thoughts on like a parallel Hollywood. In other yes. words, would there be yeah. a conservative uh, or free-minded, we would have our own entertainment outlets. So there'd be like Disney Plus, and like, I'll make this up, Freedom Plus, right? A parallel yeah. set of entertainment outlets. Yeah, I, I think it's necessary. And I think probably just um, in the way that conservatives seem to operate, I don't believe it, it would be parallel, but it also wouldn't be um, uh, like it wouldn't be the yin to the yang, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. meaning it would embody more than just conservative conservatives, because I think. Uh, personally, anyway, there's nothing more icky feeling than an echo chamber. I and there's no thriving in that. There needs to be contrasting voices and and opinions, and that's how we grow. You know, the duality right. of it all. So I, I I do think there needs to be a parallel to Hollywood, but it, it's even bigger than Hollywood. It's not just the right. It's all of it. You know, and there are people. Democrats and, and leftists who don't agree with go- what's going on the uh, to the radical extremist side of, of what's being witnessed in in mainstream media that doesn't re- that represents such a small percentage of humanity and I don't even think that a lot of Democrats are being represented by the people in in office in power. Um, but if they were to say it, they'd be canceled too. Absolutely. So hopefully, the world that is created would still allow for you know both voices, both all sides, all all ideas, um, and that freedom. Right. That's America. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a thought. Mm-hmm. So we right. only have just a like a, a minute here. So. Um, Really interesting talking about this. And what I do want to always say is that I don't want to make this, and Glenn would agree with me, and I'm saying this to our listener, that this is not a political discussion so much as the the squeezing of our rights as Americans and the and the uh, homing down on only being able to have one thought. That's a scary thing. But before we go, I'm going to give you 10 seconds and then I get the lead us out. Uh I wanted folks to know in the second segment, we're going to talk a lot about California and blue states and collapses because Samira can really articulate that well. So it's going to be a blue state versus red state second segment. So before we go away, I want you to ruminate on this. So we're just talking about just cancel culture and the and really the canceling of uh, First Amendment rights to be able to speak and, and speak out your opinion on politics in Hollywood and how it's bleeding out. That message is being carried to mainstream just living. So when we come back, we're going to ask like what you just said, but I want to know the, how gross is it in Hollywood, Samira? <laughs> so don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. More Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. 
go to newmana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Newmana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. (laughs) Coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Old, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher here, joined by my co-host, Glenn Tate, and our guest today, Samira Armstrong, who is a Hollywood star. She's been on many shows, and uh, one of the questions I left her with to think about to bring us in after the break is... Describe to us, how bad is it in California politically, economically, socially? And she's just recently left. And I think a lot of people, a lot of other people like her are going to be as well. So what are your thoughts there on that? Yeah, so it it was a big challenge to make that decision, but easily made when I put it in the scope of my son and his you know, live life, essentially, like what, what was I giving to him in terms of an opportunity in front of a screen all day for school? That was probably the most heartbreaking thing. It seems that the teachers don't really want to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got a bunch of rules set in place for conditions. And while the conditions were partially tied to BLM conditions, uh, defunding of the police or social, um, social justice workers, social workers in, in place, it's a lot of um, a lot of time uh, joining Zoom for the uh, police commissioners uh, every Tuesday, I believe it was, um, and hearing what the community was demanding of the police commission and um, what the police chief was doing about it. And finally, it got to the point when they were giving up millions and millions of dollars and support to LAPD. And, it, you know, in if in under the guise of, OK, we're going to give this to this to these social workers who, who are going to take over. And the money was taken away. I believe it was one hundred and fifty million. And finally, one day, the police chief said, OK, you guys, we can't take away any more. They wanted, I think, another 50 million or 70 million taken from the budget. And he said this this money isn't going anywhere right now. It's earmarked for roads. And it was supposed to go to, you know, social 
social workers, but it's not. No one's doing anything with it. And I think that's a, a pretty good example of how uh, economically uh, challenged California is that it, you know, it, it's a bankrupt state. They don't know how to manage uh, any of the funds, it appears, especially with the um, the wildlife or the uh, pl- uh, park rangers um, property, the, you know, uh, what's it called? Um, there were there's yearly uh, fires where, right. where we are. The wildfires and are it, horrible. Mis- yeah. Wildfires. And it's a mismanagement of the land because of the environmentalists who have come in years ago saying that, you know, things need to be overgrown. They get talked into all these woke political um, activist driven uh, agendas. And as a result, you know, our, we've got a homeless population in Los Angeles, the size of the city I'm in right now in Arizona, mm. um, you know, thousands and t- tens of thousands. I believe it's like either 50 or 70,000 homeless people in Los Angeles. And before the pandemic I don't know if you remember this, but before the pandemic occurred, uh, Dr. Drew was going on the news warning about, um, you know, the Black Plague possibly coming in as a result of all the trash and homelessness in in Los Angeles last year. Do you guys remember that? I do. And I wrote about it and it happened. (laughs) Yes. Oh, oh, you did. Okay, there you go. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, you know, that those are. There's so many aspects like that from the educational system to the environment. You know, they're supposed to be so green and woke and it's the, the least energy efficient. Uh, uh, you know, they, they don't take care of it in a way that's inspiring. Certainly, certainly not inspiring. Definitely more detrimental than anything. And I really wanted to stay there and fight. I, I got into being a part of the, the MAGA culture and, you know, bringing awareness to, well, there's other perceptions that could help potentially California. Um, there's a new, uh, there's several people running for governor out there during, with the recall of Governor Newsom in pursuit. Um, Major Williams is, is one person who's, you know, trying to be uh, a, a, a possibility for, for governor. And there's many young people, young conservatives involved in, in the process as well and getting Newsom out. And I had the fight enemy. I really do. I really do. And I really did. And it was a, it was a difficult challenge, uh, challenging, um, decision to make. But again, you think you look at this little eight-year-old little dude and you're like, I can't, I can't make him suffer for Mm -hmm. the ignorance of what's going on in this state. Um, and I, I still have friends out there fighting the good fight. Um, but also, I, I was talking uh, to, to Glenn about this. I was like, it, it is rather narcissistic of me to, to believe that I'm going to be the one out there who's going to make the change to make, you know, California great again. I mean, it's such a, it's a yeah. sadly a, a, a challenging place to live. And for small businesses that were closed for so long during the, you know, the, the lockdowns, the lockdowns that are still going on out there. Um, and for no rhyme or reason, they, they use science as if it's a magical spell that they can just say the word and, and the stats and data shows up to agree with whatever agenda they have of the moment. It, it's really disheartening. And now, you know, math is racist and it's just, it's nonstop chaos out there. And mm. I came to Arizona on a whim, really, I have family out here. So it wasn't, I'd been thinking, you know, long-term, this is where I'd end up again. But when I found out that schools were in session here um, and uh, they were pretty much operating in reality, I, I don't, I have had to wear a mask once and it was in a natural. Shocking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was actually surprised when I crossed the border into Arizona, how many people were compliant with wearing a mask and, um, I think part of that is that just nobody has time to look into things maybe or look into research. When COVID first happened, I was telling, you know, talking to my dad, who's well researched um, about, you know, these masks. And he sent me some articles on, on how masks are not effective for stopping the spread of viruses. And a few months later, I checked them out again and they're off the internet. They're, you know, nowhere to be found. Hmm. So, they're they're uh what is it called um scrubbed what is that word? yeah they're scrubbed exactly exactly they're scrubbed from the internet so so who knows maybe they did look and they couldn't find the evidence i i can't i can't say for sure but 
you know, we've talked about this, but, you know, the critical thinking aspect, it's like we weren't really, I, I, I guess I should speak for myself in my schooling. It wasn't really advocated for. It was more of an indoctrination and it appears like that's what's been happening mm-hmm. for for a very long time. Well, um, you, so it's sort of shut up and listen, do as I say. You mentioned uh, leaving California and going to Arizona on a whim. So here's a question for you. Are people that you know, not necessarily Hollywood people, but just people you know, moving out of California? And if so, where are they going? They're all going to red states. And yes, they are. And uh, I don't know if the people in red states are saying yay, but (laughs) (laughs) I have a friend who... uh, who lives in Texas and he's like, don't you bring your, you know, talking about people from California, do not bring your politics out here um, and ruin our state too. Um, and and I, I think that being able to pick up and go somewhere is uh, is well within a lot of people's reach. It's just a leap of faith, right? And, and I think this is something that goes back to the survivalists and preppers preppers mentality is the ability to thrive and continue in any sort of environment and condition. Sure, I could have stayed in California and survived and likely thrived in that situation while even if it's sucky for that matter. Um, But it was more within my nature to set out on an adventure and know that the universe would provide for me the skills that I've acquired through my life would help me my ability to you know be uncomfortable would would uh benefit me and and these are all things that in terms of um, American core values like we just forgot about not Mm. probably not you guys I'm sure you guys are well aware of it and even your listen listeners for that matter I think that when I spoke out as a conservative, it was with that mindset that, you know, I, I'm, I don't, I likely am ending my career by doing this. I've always wanted to be an actress. I still want to be an actress, but to me, surviving and freedom is far more important than any sort of movie I may or may not get, you know, and, um, and hopefully that, that serves as a, as a piece of not inspiration, but a, a, a resource to people that, who think their condition, the existence that they're in in the moment is the end all be all, you know, there's mm-hmm. always more out there. And that also goes along with the uncancelability. Like who are these people who think they can cancel me? What is like, I don't even know you. You think you're going to cancel me? What does that mean? You know? And, and, and it's that fear that a lot of people are operating under that there's these elusive woke mob that's going to cancel someone. That's not American. That's not fundamental values that we, that our founders, our framers created this great country on. And if you forget that that exists, then you will feel and possibly be cancelable. But it's not reality. You know, if you, it, 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 when it comes down to it, we're animals, right? And animals have the innate desire to survive. And humans still, whether they know it or not, are capable of that. Oh, that's so cool. Well I'm just, said. Yes, well just put. Well said. So yes to all of the the, the all of the above. So mm-hmm. go back and rewind, listeners. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, because we have talked about this, Glenn and I hammered on this for uh, the our show for most of 2021, and I've, I've joked that it's going to be kind of our running thread is like, folks, we encourage you as part of your preparedness mindset is to think about moving to red states. And so it's just mm-hmm. encouraging mm-hmm. to hear you and in your experience saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. So the next kind of question that I have for you is goes along with that. And, and I'm saying this as we know we have listeners in California. Do you see, we've all felt this for decades. Do you see Cal- a California like collapse? Like what do you, what, what, what? A California style collapse. Do you see it coming to other states? I, I, I see that as a, a possibility. It, it will even wasn't, uh, was it Kamala Harris saying that we're going to make the rest of the country like California. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that make, make, does that send chills California? up your spine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, everyone in California is like, uh, have you been to California? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think that's a possibility. And obviously that's something that, that some group of people are aiming for, but I think there's something to the fortifying of red states that, um, people are willing to sort of anchor down and spear up about. Um, and I, I don't, I don't think that 
I think it's it's very likely that it's it's the intention of many, but this is our last stand. Yeah. If we don't do that, if we don't fortify red states, we our entire country is part of my French, but screwed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, let's see. Do you think Hollywood switching gears a bit? Do you think Hollywood has been a contributing factor to what I would call the sad state of affairs in the United States? And if so, how? I think Hollywood is the fact is mm. what, what are they Hollywood and, and, and the political world are, are essentially one and the same. And we saw that so much with Obama and when Hillary was running and every celebrity under the sun was speaking out on her behalf and clearly knew nothing about her or what she's done or what, you know, accusations are, are seeping under, you know, every step she takes about Hillary Clinton. Um, so they know nothing, right. But they perpetuate this sort of, uh, elitist woke. I'm doing this out of the goodness of my experience and existence, which is very slim, um, to tell you how you should live your life. They're one in the same politics. To the political world and Hollywood are one and the same. It's it's two hands of the same body. Um, and think for whatever reason, social media, all of our technology is aimed at making it appear that those, if they were hands, right, the fingertips would be Hollywood and and, and uh, the the po- political world, Washington. And um, but the rest of the meat of the body is America. And we're paying attention to the fingertips and and completely ignoring the whole capability of the country outside of if what happens when we step step away from Twitter, what happens when we step away from Instagram, you know, we're back to reality again. And the movie industry perpetuates our being um, uh, complacent and dependent on these technical uh, te- technological little traps, essentially, right? We're all on our phones staring at what the next big, whether it be TikTok or, or you know, whatever, oh gosh, wokeism is, is, hashtag is being used. Outside of that, w- there is the real world. And I think you find more of the real world in those red states for some reason. The blue states are perpetuated in using that as a funnel to, um, utilize movement towards their ideology wow this has been great well we have we have exhausted the the questions that uh, we had for you and now we're going to turn it over to the people who matter a lot to us and that is patreons and uh, again one of the benefits of being a patreon supporter is you get to ask questions of really interesting people like our guests well, and what's really cool too is now their questions are going to be on the air that's so right it's that's awesome. right so here you go and um Samira has not seen or heard these questions so and I, we love that because it's fresh it, right? right we're going to get to they're good there's questions no, and there's no gotcha questions there's no yeah, gotcha no. Yeah, like what's the okay. square root of negative one or something like that um so brian harper um asks and this is about a paragraph long he says has anybody in the film industry distanced themselves from you once they learned of your political beliefs and he says your wikipedia page lists your denouncement of blm and your intent to vote for trump do you believe that this was added as a way to threaten you and have you received any threats from this and um so I'll leave it at that. There's another part about prepping and stuff, but we'll get to that in a moment. So has anyone distanced themselves and was the Wikipedia thing like a, a mean thing to try to intimidate you? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but I, I'm not easily intimidated. <laughs> uh, but but yes, I, I, um, I, within Hollywood, I stopped hearing from a lot of my close friends who are, are in the industry, um, you know, which really it is what it is. I, I, I haven't lost much sleep over it. Um, and then, um, I actually also at simultaneously got a lot of messages from people who I barely knew or hadn't heard from in a long time thanking me. So there's two sides to that coin. Um, and I look at it as this, as anyone who I've lost really didn't mean that much to my experience nice. in life exactly. anyways. Right. It's kind of a, it's not even bittersweet. It's, well, good. And um, so, yeah, the, and the wiki is, okay, so as soon as I came out on, 
I was, I was started, I never used Twitter, but I was really finding trouble within what was happening. What, what I was seeing in, in the news with BLN, our, our streets were on fire, our cities were on fire and nobody was saying anything. And I spoke with a um, investigative journalist friend of mine from Venezuela who clued me in on BLN, the, the co-founders uh, ties to the dictator there. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that piece of the puzzle and it all sort of came crashing down the illusion of BLM and, and what their real intention appear to be. So I did start speaking out on that. And as soon as I did, it was that evening, I, I put up a story on my, I, I put it in my Instagram and then people asked me, can you put it, make it shareable? So I put it on my main page. And that evening it was all the way in, in England uh, reported that I called BLM a domestic terrorist organization. And then it was around the world. Um, and and uh, what's interesting, I've had more of like death encouragement than death mm. threats. Like, I hope you die, you know, <laughs> not like I'm going to kill you type of thing. Um, but, you know, that doesn't it, it really it was shocking at first and, and more more so for my my child's sake. Yeah. But but I, I did um, I did speak with my family about it before I came flat out about my cont- uh, discontent for um, for BLM and, and what, what I saw it was doing to our country and Antifa as well. And, and I have the support of my dad. I have, if you know, my dad, um, he's a, an incredibly strong man. And my mom is a very incredibly strong woman and very educated. And, um, so I, I feel very armored up in a sense in that way. Um, that was their mentality has always been very, uh, encouraging of speaking out for what's right right and so if if what's going on is in contrast to um encouraging development towards a constructive society then that's not wrong that is right it's okay to speak out on it even if potentially you'll have death encouragement you know Um, yeah so and and that's why i moved out to arizona to to work with my dad actually he has a training center called the spartan training center where he does uh, physical conditioning towards um, uh, sort of battle hand, uh, close combat training, and it's training the mind and the body um, to be capable in any environment. And that, that's really how I was raised. So now I'm going back to that in developing that further for citizens, not just uh, Marines or law enforcement, but people in day to day, because it's getting quite violent out there. And, you know, we need to know how to pr- provide and protect um, our families and ourselves. Well, and especially and you just hinted at something we've talked about extensively here is being able to protect yourself when you can't call 911 because of either response time or defunding or violence yeah. elsewhere. We're, that is the, 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 the permissive environment that we have right now. Um, and one thing that you've hinted at, and we only have, I guess, about five more minutes here, but I've so appreciated, Samira, the, the focus that you put on so many of the, the underlying um, reasons why you made this move is your, your child, yeah. your future generation. So many of Eight-year-old the, son. <clears throat> so many of the reasons why Glenn and I have recently made the decisions that we're going to be making and have in the past I have a 15-year-old son, and I want to create a future for him mm-hmm. that is not all of the things that all of the yucky things that we've already discussed. So, mm-hmm. um, I appreciate also too the cohesive family that you just described, and how the world we live in right now is degrading that and is mm-hmm. uh, taking it apart. And these are the sort of times where we need to come together as families, extended mm-hmm. families, find ourselves in a safer place like red states. And kind of uh, shore up ourselves and make ourselves stronger. So that, to me, that just is the prepping lifestyle, the the preparedness lifestyle of 2021. I think that's and and I'm going to give Glenn a chance to kind of add to that, and then it, we might have like a moment for a question. Yeah. <laughs> I'll simply add this. Uh, I'm glad that both um, you and Shelby hit on the. The children and, and being able to go to school because that's yes. a big deal. We, we commend episode 90 of this show to people, which was an interview with Shelby's 15-year-old son, which I thought 
I don't, I'll be candid. She, she said, Hey, let's have my 15 year old on. And I thought, Oh, the wisdom of 15 year olds, this ought to be enlightening. And guess what? It, it was. was, it actually was. So commend that to people. But, um, another and thing, ki- and our kids are hurting in all of this yeah, and we are. need to focus on them. So what were you going to say? Another then? reason, if you don't mind me sort of self-indulgently saying this, another reason to be out of uh, blue states is that, uh, maybe the governor of, uh, your blue state, well, if you're in a red state, you don't have to worry about the mm-hmm. governor canceling all cancer screenings, and then you get cancer as a result. But anyway, I'm not going to dwell on that. Well, and and let me just throw this out there, too. A lot of things that I, I've been watching headlines, in particular, of things happening in red states. Uh, I believe uh, South Dakota? North Dakota. North Dakota. Uh, just the governor came out and said there will be no more mandatory mask. masks. You can wear no. them if you want. It's called freedom. If you want to wear them, no, no mandatory. In other words, a county can't or a jurisdiction of some kind. There is uh, some more constitutional carry states now. Yeah. There are. So when you see that happening, the divide, the, divide. The, the difference between yucky blue states and awesome red states is getting more and more um, obvious, more and more. It's like when the tide goes out and you see all these things that under the water that you couldn't see before. So there you go. Well, let's get back to the uh, Patreon questions. So you only have you only have like th- two minutes here. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. This will okay. be fine. And then and then we'll, of course, continue these in the after show, yes. which is where all the, the fun and goodness happens. Um, Kent Christian asks, how will leaving California affect your ability to get roles or, or are you going to change careers? You've alluded to this, but yeah, what, what do you think about yeah, that? So I think um, I've already affected my ability to get roles within Los Angeles, within Hollywood by speaking out. So that's gone. Um, but, you know, the, we're, when we're talking about that parallel platform yeah. for Hollywood, the, the anti-Hollywood, as it were, um, I think that I can live anywhere. And yeah. probably best for me to live in a place where I'm thriving internally because of the red state then you know hold held up in a hostage in in the blue state so yeah i'm, I'm excited to see and i, and I do believe sorry, oh there's the puppies we I, were discussing yes dogs yeah, are yeah, illegal in blue states i made that up <laughs> but I, I i think you know we're, we're on the precipice of something new and anything's possible and and I, I really have no idea how it'll turn out or what it'll look like i hope to tell stories of with that embody that american value again and i think i'll do that within within red states awesome. i'll be able to do that so Can we interrupt you for just a moment go for it go yeah ahead. we wanted to before we go into the after show we wanted all the regular show listeners to hear about some of our other sponsors new mana foods n-u-m-a-n-n-a foods long-term bulk freeze-dried foods and if you go on to uh, our website prepping2-0.com and you go to friends and families and you can get 10% off by using the code discount code prep p-r-e-p lowercase backwoods home magazine is a wonderful magazine you get six dollars off if you use the code six off and finally the drug pusher that makes my wife's life very very happy (laughs) would be minutemen coffee and the awesome i miss america blend our own blend of coffee not to brag but we have our own blend of coffee because i miss america is one of our uh, one of our taglines minutemen coffee if you go on to prepping2-0.com friends and affiliates look for miss our minuteman coffee and you're going to get 15 percent off by using the coupon code i miss america so i want to leave you with this one thought listener failing to prepare is preparing to fail have a great week everyone you've been listening to prepping 2.0 with authors glenn tate and shelby gallagher All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.